Welcome to episode number one of the Tennis Unleashed podcast. I'm Jason Frosto, and in this episode, I wanna talk about why I changed my forehand grip at the age of 43 and how it's been working out for me. So my game's kind of been evolving forever, right? And I constantly wanna get better and I wanna constantly improve. So I'm always looking to make changes if I feel like those changes can help my tennis game. To give you a little background as to where it all started for me, it was basically seventh grade. There was an after-school program hosted by the women's tennis coach at our local high school, Sandy Shervany. She did it out of her own time, did this thing for free. Bunch of kids signed up and you kind of signed up and, and learned the basics of how to play tennis. And really it was a lot about having fun and getting into the game. And that was, it just hooked me as, as to what it offered. So I ended up hitting a two-handed forehand and a two-handed backhand in the seventh grade right off the bat. Cause to me, I'd never played tennis before. And I related it to baseball in terms of, you know, grabbing something with two hands. So I actually played with a two-hand forehand and two-hand backhand from seventh grade through my freshman year of high school. And at that point, my high school tennis coach was actually the husband of Sandy Shervany. His name was Lee Shervany and uh, amazing guy, as well as Sandy, just great people. And Lee's like, you know, Jason, if you want to, you know, go up another notch here from your freshman year to your sophomore year, you're playing varsity, you're playing two doubles with a two-hand backhand and two-hand forehand, I'd really like you to try to switch to a one-handed forehand. So the summer between my freshman year and sophomore year, I ended up switching over to a one-handed forehand from my two-handed forehand, and then I just kept the two-handed backhand at that point. But as you can imagine, that's a big change, right, to go from a two-handed forehand to a one-handed forehand not know what your grips are going to look like, you know, and different things like that. There was sort of some confusion for me. I felt a little lost there over that summer trying to make that change, but eventually I did. And what I ended up doing, and especially, you know, I played and grew up more in the early 90s, the mid 90s, as far as playing tennis, continental grips were still something that people use. Stefan Edberg used a continental grip. So he was one of my idols and I ended up using a continental grip on my forehand up until I was playing college tennis. So I kind of noticed as well as I was developing, right, I finished high school and I'm getting ready to play college tennis. And there were some serious limitations to that continental grip. And I noticed other players starting to hit with a lot more topspin. And here I am hitting really, really hard and flat. I was stringing my racket at 74 pounds in high school with 15L gauge nylon. So the cheapest stuff you could buy, right? And 74 pounds stringing that thing super tight, 18 by 20 string pattern. 97 square inch head. It was the Agassi Radical Trisius Mid Plus. All right. The first edition of the Agassi Racket for head. So 18 by 20 string pattern, 74 pounds, super tight, you know, and dense string pattern. And I was hitting the ball super flat. So I just kind of felt like continuing to use a continental grip as I got into my 20s and played college tennis was not going to be the right way to go. Right. I'm hitting super flat, playing a lot more outdoors versus as I grew up. You know, you're playing a little bit more indoors, even though I didn't really play year round. I was able to play like once a month indoors when I was a senior in high school. So hitting flat wasn't a big deal indoors on quicker courts, but you get outside a lot different ball games. So get into college and decide to switch over to an Eastern forehand grip, which is a big move for me. It was another move for me, right? You start with a two-handed forehand, then you go over to a one-handed forehand with a continental grip. Now you're switching over to an Eastern forehand grip and you keep evolving and trying to get better. So we get out of playing, you know, college tennis. We still have this Eastern forehand grip and I start teaching tennis now pretty much full-time right around the age of 21 to 22. And Eastern forehand grip was great because when you're feeding balls to clients, especially this is the late 90s now, getting more in that time period, you're not trying to hit a ton of topspin 
and make it difficult for, you know, your ladies group to try to hit the ball back to you. You're trying to be courteous with your shots. You're trying to hit the ball right to people. You don't want a ton of spin on a ball and it's jumping away from people and doing crazy things, really taking away from their lesson, right? So I ended up keeping that Eastern forehand grip all the way through my 20s and then all the way through my 30s. And I played competitively with that, played 5-0 tennis, played a lot of open tournaments and just had fun with that stuff. And it was kind of funny because in high school, I was this hyper aggressive player hitting flat off both sides. Then I get out of college and I'm much more of a grinder player. And I'd even switched over to a one-handed backhand during that phase as well, because I had an injury on my right wrist and was kind of never able to really get that two-hander back. So switched over to one-handed backhand, kept the Eastern forehand grip, and became kind of this grinder for about 20 years. And I was fortunate I moved really well on the court and could play really, really good defense and rely on my lungs to get me through a lot of matches. I was able to beat a lot of people just playing that style of tennis. But now as I've gotten into my 40s and I'm 43 coming up on 44, my legs and my quickness have definitely faded as they should over time, right? So I started to kind of notice that when I was in my early to mid 30s that I felt like I lost a step as far as my movement speed. And at that point, there's sort of this decision to make, right? And the decision that I made at the time was to continue to be a grinder for as long as I could, fearing missing balls, fearing being aggressive, and just making a lot of unforced errors. I got upset when I made unforced errors or I felt like I missed shots that I shouldn't miss. But let's fast forward a little bit right now to you know the age of 43 and even last summer, summer of 2020, I'm getting out there, I'm playing tennis, I'm trying to have fun with it, get exercise, but I still wanna compete and I wanna play and win points if I'm in those competitive situations. And I just felt like my forehand continued to let me down when I tried to get really aggressive. And it was lacking topspin. It had a poor contact point on it. I could see myself kind of following through on the shot and opening up my racket face from a bad contact point and just really a lack of confidence in the shot itself. So at that point, I made the decision, you know, last August or last July, really in 2020, that I was gonna switch over to a semi-Western forehand grip. So I went and took that grip on the forehand side that I've had for 20 years and took that thing and went over to the fourth bevel with my index knuckle and the heel pad of my right hand, because I'm a righty. And I just made the decision at that point, I was gonna switch to a semi-Western forehand grip and try it because at my age as well, what do you really have to lose at this point? I'm playing for fun, I'm playing for exercise, but I still wanna be competitive here and there, right? So let's give it a shot. I have an open mindset to change and to try to make yourself better as a player. So I went ahead, made the change, definitely struggled at first, trying to find you know the rhythm of it, the difference a little bit in the contact point. But after a few hits, I started to notice that I could really, really hit the ball aggressively and having my hand under the handle a little bit more for me personally was a really, really positive change. And now it's just sort of really clicked in and it's just much more of a reliable stroke, right? I've got that extra spin on the ball. It makes me feel like I can really swing out on the ball when I need to do that or really want to do that and get hyper aggressive, but then I'll have that extra topspin to help bring the ball down. And I've probably, honestly, just technically and confidence-wise, I'm hitting my forehand better now than I ever have in my entire life. Yes, I'm slower, I don't move as well, I can't rely strictly on a defensive game like I used to in the past. But I will tell you right now, just looking at old film of myself compared to stuff that I've shot that's newer, that forehand is much, much better, and I'm much, much more confident in it. So I feel like, hey, I lost my, my footwork speed a little bit. It's okay. 
I've lost some of those fitness elements that used to win me tennis matches. So now I have a decision to make. I can either make another change on a stroke to try to get some of that competitiveness back and try to turn this forehand into a weapon, or I can kind of lay down, continue to try to play defense as I get older, which is much more of a struggle, and be content with losing more points and not enjoying myself as much out on the court. And for me personally, I think one of the coolest things about this whole experience has really been the fact that now that I've gotten some confidence from tinkering with that forehand grip and that stroke, it's kind of brought some confidence to try to tinker with the serve a little bit and mess around with my backhand a little bit. I gave up that two-hander when I had that wrist injury in my early 20s and went to one-hander, but that one-hander's never been as good as my old two-hander was. My old two-hander was an aggressive shot. Yes, it was pretty flat, but it was reliable, it was aggressive, and I had a lot of confidence hitting that shot. So the one-hander for me has never been as solid as that two-hander. This has given me the confidence to kind of go back, maybe take another look at that two-hander, even though I do have that right wrist injury, and see if I can work around it and figure out some technical workaround where I could reliably hit that shot again. So for anybody out there that's afraid to make a technique change, a stroke change, a swing change, anything that you're afraid of on the tennis court as far as making a change, Give yourself an honest chance at it, you know. Maybe don't take it right into a match situation, but get out there, work on it. Find a reliable teaching pro in your area, or if you feel like you have good online instruction that you can rely on and work on strokes with, make sure you get out there, that you do the work, and that you're not afraid to take some risk or take some chances. You know, I've failed a zillion times in my life, in my career, in tennis, you know, all these different things. But almost with every single one of those failures, I felt like I've really learned something that I could apply in a different way, right? Just take your failures and look at them as positives instead of negatives. It's so easy to be negative, that's the easy road. The hard one is to be positive after something didn't completely go your way. And that's what the best of the best do. If you look at a Novak Djokovic, a Roger Federer, a Rafael Nadal, they make changes because they see the necessity for change and they know those things can help them in their game. Those changes certainly aren't easy, but there's benefits on the other side. And I'll tell you this, I could fail 10 times at something, and I probably have failed 10 times just in tennis trying to tinker with different things. But this one success on my forehand, this grip change has felt tremendous just in the last year. I am so much more confident out there. I'm having so much more fun. It feels great to be able to reliably put the ball away and not have to worry about it. It's such a huge win for me. Again, I won one out of 10 as far as, you know, tinkering with something, but that one win completely outweighs those nine other losses combined. And the positive feelings from that is just a huge win for me mentally. And it makes me want to get out in the court and play a lot of tennis in my 40s and singles, you know, not even doubles. I'm still playing singles and still enjoying that process. So get out there, make a change, take some risk. Don't be afraid of a short-term failure when you're really looking for a long-term improvement and a long-term result. I'm Jason Frosto for the Tennis Unleashed podcast. That wraps it up for this episode. Make sure you go check us out at tennisunleashed.net. Tons of free tennis instruction over there. Great things that you can get your hands on to help improve your tennis game. Don't forget to check out our socials over on Facebook and YouTube. We have a strong presence, especially over on YouTube. So go check out our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe over there and watch a lot of our video analysis breakdowns. I'm Jason Frosto. We'll see you in the next episode.